Good morning, church. How are you today? It's another rainy, drizzly morning as I am taping this for our Sunday morning service. I hope that you've had a good week. I know it's been a, a very unusual week for us as a, a nation. Um, a lot of turmoil, a lot of confusion, a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of frustration that's going on in the world around us today. And uh, I thought it would be a great day for us to head back to our series in the book of Galatians. Uh, as we have been looking at the fruit of the Spirit that is to be birthed in our lives as believers. And uh, we left off after the first three of uh, love, joy, and peace. And we're beginning the second three that uh, deal with some internal um, works within us. Uh, and it begins with patience. And so uh, I can't imagine a greater uh, message from the Lord at this time than a message of patience. As we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit over the course of um, these weeks now and separate from where we've been because of this uh, pandemic situation again, I want to remind you of a couple of things. One, uh, let me just read for you the verses that we are uh, considering. Uh, I hope you've been working on your memory verses. You've had three months now to actually put Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, 23, and 24 together. Um, this is what verse 22 and 23 says in the New Living, which is what we are memorizing this particular passage out of. It says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control there is no law against these things a couple of things I want to remind you uh, of about these fruit that are being birthed in us uh, one is that this is one fruit the fruit of the Spirit and as we've talked about um, in the past uh, these different um, expressions of the fruit of the Spirit of God that are seen in us are all birthed from the same place, from the same fruit. Uh, they all come from the Holy Spirit of God. These are not things that are produced in your life as you get better and better in your walk or as you become more mature in life or as you um, begin to uh, deal differently with people around you based on your human nature. These are not human nature products. These are produced by the Spirit of God. If God is in you, He is producing this fruit in your life. And if you can't find any evidence of this fruit in your life, then there's much you need to consider about the truth of whether God is actually seated in your life. Whether He has come and taken residence up in who you are. If you've been born again by the power of the, the Spirit of God. Um, that's one thing to consider and to think about. The other thing is that 
if these fruit are one, then what we can look at in these different uh, manifestations of the fruit are, are really they're, they're like seeds or they're like sections in an orange. Um, each one of them is a little different. Um, it has a different manifestation of how God is working in you, and how God should be growing in you. Um, today, as we consider the gift of patience that we've been given, um, I, I'm not sure that we really in this life look at patience as a gift. Um, we are uh, pretty much in a microwave society. We are in a hurry-up uh, offense. We, we want to move forward. We, we don't like sitting. We don't like waiting. If you just consider what we've been going through as a country, this week as we've been waiting on election results um, which is something that is um, very temporal um, the truth of the matter is six months from now a year from now we'll look back at this period of time and it will just be a brief moment in time but right now it just seems impenetrably long and exhausting as we're going through this time as we're waiting um, because what we're talking about here really is not human patience. It's not human waiting. It's not the waiting of uh, the life that we live in this time and frame. It is a patience birthed of God and it is based on the Spirit of God. Um, I, I want you to understand that God's not in a hurry for today. God is not in a rush for the moment. God is patiently waiting today for all that he has prepared to be accomplished today. He's not pushing forward to tomorrow. He's not looking back at yesterday. He is today. Because the, tr the truth of the reality is God is completely, fully in yesterday. And every yesterday past for all of eternity. God is present in those moments now. And God is present in every future moment from now through eternity future. He is presently there now. To him it is all one entity because God is separate and different than we are. He is a God who is completely at peace within himself completely at no conflict in what is going on in the moment because he has already ordained and set in motion all that will come to pass we don't have that perspective and so therefore we are frustrated and we are uh, easily distracted by what's going on around us in the world I want to remind you that the patience of God is birthed in something eternal. The patience of God is birthed in us in something that has eternally been birthed in us. The eternal spirit of God within us. Um, I want to remind you that, that God is looking at us today. Those of us who have been born again by the spirit of God. And he is seeing us in our completed form. He is seeing us in a, the fullness of his working in us. He sees us as already perfected. And that is why he can fellowship with us.
That is why he can look, and every time he sees you, in the moment, he sees Christ on the cross. He sees the, the sacrifice that has been made for you and I. He sees us in our perfected uh, form when this sinful body and all that it entails is, is done away with. And sin no longer has any impact or effect on us. And he has full fellowship with us and we have full fellowship with him in that very moment. In this very moment, God sees all of that as present now. So there's no hurry for God. I think that that's the spirit of patience that God is, is working in us and wanting us to, to be aware of. I'm not sure that, that when God says that he is producing patience in our life, he is um, thinking about the kind of patience that we think about. The human patience that we talk about, about being frustrated by traffic or a, a red light that won't change or um, a circumstance in our life that seems to be um, just unending and never wants to come to an end and, and so it frustrates us, much like what's going on with the pandemic or the election. Um, I'm not sure that that's what God is talking about when he's talking about producing the spirit of patience in us um, this this fruit of this Spirit of God I think is much higher much greater than anything that we could think of or dwell on in this present life let me remind you of something that that uh, Paul said um, to the church at Rome speaking of God and his people chapter 2 and verse 4 the scripture says God has been kind to you he's been very patient waiting for you to change but you think nothing of his kindness maybe you don't understand that God is kind to you so that you will decide to change your lives God is gracious and patient with his people if God were like we if God had a nature like man, I am sure that his natural human patience would have tired with us long ago. I looked back this week, I was thinking about my life and I, I was thinking about some of the people that uh, I am working with and mentoring and, and uh, working to disciple in our church and in uh, relationships that I have. And, and uh, I was looking at them and and thinking about some of the difficulties that they're going through and some of the frustrations that they have with their own selves and with their growth in Christ. And, and I looked back and I thought about my own life for a while. And I, I was amazed as I began to look at, at some of the people that I know if I mentioned their name or if, if I was to talk to them right now, they would say, you know, I am just not where God wants me to be. I'm not, I'm not, being the kind of person that God desires for me to be and and I don't know if I'll ever get there and and I looked back at my own life and I thought they're so far ahead of where I was at their age or at their time um, my life was such a, a, a mess there have been times in my life when I know I know I know I know that I've been redeemed by the power of the Spirit of God that I've been called to his presence, that I've been washed clean by the blood of Christ, and yet my life 
did not carry with it that evidence uh, in, in the ways that it should have. And, and much of that time, it was not necessarily an outward thing. It was an inward battle that I was dealing with. It was things in my own life that just did not match up with the reality of who I am in Christ. And I'm reminded from this verse that, that as God watched every single day of that, He did not get in a hurry. He knew the work that He was completing in me. He knew that the, the man that I would be today compared to the man that I was then. And He was patient. And He was kind. And He was gracious. Because He knew that He was working in me. And that there was going to come a point in time in my life when I was going to be making decisions that would greatly change the way I live my life. And, and the reality is that is still true today. God is still working in me today. There are battles that I still face in myself today. There are things that I, I consider uh, about my passion for Christ, uh, about my compassion for the lost around me. It's even as God is working in me to change those things create in me the Spirit of God um, that, that I might mirror His image in these things. There's sin in my life that God is revealing to me on a regular basis that, that I, I have a hard time looking to give up. Some of it I, I don't want to change. Some of the attitudes or actions. Some of it I want to change, but, but I haven't found the power within me through the Spirit of God to change. I've not been willing to, to truthfully surrender. And, and, and I'm not saying anything that I, I think would be strange or foreign to you because the reality is if you're a child of God, the same things I've said of myself I hope are true of you, that there's been a change, that there's sin that you're dealing with, that there are things that you recognize in your life um, because we're all sinful people. Um, if you think you have reached the apex, and if you think that you're a place where, <coughs> where sin no longer affects you, you need to, to stop. and You need to ask God to reveal to you those things that He would desire to change in your life and begin to call you to. And I promise you, if you do, He will reveal some things that will be difficult for you. I don't care what your age is or how long you've been walking with Christ. There are things in our lives that God is patiently walking with us. He has not just said enough, I will destroy you. His patience. And, and, and the question is, do you know, many of us don't understand that God is being kind and patient with us. And we continue to, to ignore the fact that God's desiring us for us to change our lives, that we might be more like Him. I look in in Romans chapter 8, and uh, I, I am encouraged always by, by this chapter um, because I'm reminded that uh, for each one of us, uh, as Brother Sam reminded us earlier this week in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Today, we sit knowing that we are not condemned by a holy God even in our struggles, even in our failures, we're not condemned because those that in Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, brings life and has made us free 
What a great, great thought. To know that God's patiently creating, created in us life, and He is setting us free from sin. He has set us free from the penalty of sin. He is currently setting us free from the power of sin and the presence of sin. And one day in eternity future, He will completely cut us off from the presence of sin in our lives. As God is working in us His salvation, I'm grateful for a God who is at work in me. I'm reminded in, uh, in Romans chapter 8 that, that this patience that God is talking about is something that we need to develop. We need to allow the Spirit of God to develop in us. We need to, to be seeking God for this patience. It's, it says in verse 14, the true children of God are those who let God's Spirit lead them. The true children of God are, are the ones who, who God is working in and who are allowing the Spirit of God to work in them. The Spirit that we received is not a Spirit that makes us slaves again and causes us to fear. The Spirit that we, we have makes us God's chosen children. If we are God's children, we will get the blessings God has for His people. We love that verse. We love that thought. As a matter of fact, we extend that thought so often to, to believe that he's talking about the blessings that we're going to have or things that we're going to have in this moment, in this day, in this life. And yet God is clear in this, this very scripture, in this very verse that he mentions about the blessings of God. He says he will give us all that he has given Christ. He will give us all that he has given Christ. Meditate on that for just a moment. Think about what that means. All that God has given, all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, all that He has given Christ, He will be giving us as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. But we must suffer like Christ suffered. Oh, that's hard, isn't it, church? We, we don't like the idea of, of suffering. None of us wants to graciously run and embrace suffering and yet he said we must because then we'll be able to share in his glory we have sufferings now but these are nothing compared to the great glory that will be given to us everything that god has made is waiting with excitement for the time when he will show the world his children who his children are the whole world wants very much for this to happen We know, verse 22 says, that everything God made has been waiting until now in pain, like a woman ready to give birth to a child. Not only the world, but we also have been waiting with pain inside us. We have the Spirit as the first part of the God's promise, so we are waiting for God to finish making us His own children. I mean that we are waiting for our bodies to be made free. When God talks about the, the patience that is birthed in us by the fruit of the Spirit, that is being matured in us by the power of the Spirit of God, this is exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about waiting for God to fulfill all that he will fulfill. But in this moment, as we wait with patience for God to do all that he's going to do, we wait knowing 
that what God has said, he will bring to pass. We wait with hope, a hope that is birthed in us that's not some type of hope of just, I, I think it might happen, I wish it would happen. It is a hope birthed in confidence in who God is. It is a hope that is, <coughs> that is birthed in the, the, the confidence that knowing that everything that God has said will come to complete fruition. Knowing that God, in His power, in His might, in His wisdom, will bring each one of us to a place of completion at the right time. Some of us, it might be in death. You know, I don't know that anyone that is, is racing to stand in the middle of the road today, but I know many who are patiently waiting for God to call them home. I think as we get older, it becomes less of a, uh, of a desire to stay in this life. I think as we become more mature in faith, we, we understand that we have purpose, we have design while we're here in this life, but we become more like Paul when he said, you know, I know it's, it's important for me to stay here and beneficial for you, but, but I long to be in the presence of the Savior and to be away from this present world. And I think many of us are, are, are there as we patiently wait for God, patiently waiting and working as He is moving in us. We remind you that, that God is at work in us and He's at work for, for many reasons, but one of them is that we might be viewed by the world as the people of God. He has clearly said, in scripture Jesus himself said that that the world would would be drawn to who God is by watching who his children are they will know you're on my my disciples by the love you have one for another by the by the way that you you love and care for one another the compassion you have for other believers for the for the holy spirit birthed Love that agape love that we sh we should have one for another. This otherworldly love that we should have one for another. It says in Colossians chapter three. In Christ, those of us that are born again, there is not Greek or Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian or savage, slave or free, but Christ is in all. Or Christ is all and in all. For those that are of us that are a part of the body of Christ, there's no difference. There's no separation. There's no black. There's no white. There's no male. There's no female. There's, there's no rich. There's no poor. There's no highly educated and, and less educated. There's no difference in us. We are all Christ and we are all in Christ. He makes that statement and then he gives this word, therefore, because we are all one in Christ, equal with one another. He says, God's chosen ones, holy and loved, because of who you are, put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, 
gentleness and patience, accepting one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so must also you forgive. Listen, he, he's birthing in us this fruit of the Spirit of God so that we can live our lives in this present moment by the power of God, this, this unique Spirit-filled patience and joy and peace and love can be expressed one to another in such a way that those around us will see that we are different because God is different. I wonder how the world sees us today. I wonder how the world looks at the church today in the midst of where we are in the world we live in, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this election mess that is going on. Are we separate from that? Are we above that? Are we filled by the power of the Spirit of God in such a way that we are showing extraordinary grace and patience and kindness and gentleness to one another? And the world is looking and saying, boy, that's something different. That's something supernatural. Or have we just become so complacent to this truth that God is birthing in us a supernatural gift that the world can look at? How are you treating those that you disagree with in the body of Christ? One of the things I've had a real difficult time with is uh, because of these back to the porch moments, I had to reload Facebook onto my phone. Uh, I had deleted it, and uh, honestly, for the last 60 to 90 days, my life has been so much calmer, so much, so much less frustrating. Uh, I know that I could have it on my phone and, and never open it and scroll it, but the reality is I'm human, and I find myself at times just, oh, what the heck, let me just take a look, and I'll scroll through some things. And, and while most of the people on my feed uh, are people who claim Christ as their Savior, there's so many divergent, different views of what's going on in the world around us. And, and I, quite honestly, many of them frustrate me. And some of the people that I love as, as dear friends will post things that I just become so aggravated at, so frustrated with. And, and I find myself at times writing things that I have to delete or occasionally writing something that I send out that maybe I wish I hadn't of. Um, I find myself frustrated by these things. And, and what I'm asking of myself today is, is the Spirit of God birthing in you patience? Is He birthing in you compassion? a heartfelt compassion, a kindness, a humility, a gentleness? Am I accepting one another and forgiving one another even as the Lord has forgiven me? See, I think that, that 
This is what God is wanting of us today. He is birthing in us by his very power of his very spirit that lives in us a fruit, a fruit of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that is supernatural, that is beyond the world we live in, that makes no sense to the people around us, but should make perfect sense to every other believer. Oh, that we would live that way today. Oh, that we would be birthed by the Spirit of God, this fruit that flows out of our life into the lives of other believers, that the lost world around us would look and marvel and say, that is something different. That is something supernatural. That is something that, that I must look into. Now listen, the reality is a, a lost person, a person who has not the Spirit of God in them, cannot know the things of the Spirit. But the Spirit of God can use what we do and how we live and how we speak and how we care for one another and draw them to Himself by the examples that He uses in us and that they see in us. Let me remind you of one other passage and then we're going to close this up for today. The book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 4. Paul talking to the church at Ephesus. Paul talking uh, to the body of Christ about this gift of unity that we have. He said, as a prisoner for the Lord, I beg you to live the way God's people should live because he chose you to be his. Again, list some of these same things. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient. Accept one another with love. You are joined together with peace through the Spirit. Do all you can to continue as you are, letting peace hold you together. There's one body and one Spirit, and God chose you to have hope, have one hope. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one God and Father of us all who rules over everyone. He works through all of us and in all of us. Is God at work in you? Absolutely, if you are a child of God. Can God work through you? Absolutely, if you are a child of God. But understand that he is, Paul is calling us. The Holy Spirit of God used Paul to write this. He is calling us today, Fresh Start Fellowship, to live the way God's people should live because he chose you to be his. We have been joined together with other believers by the power of the Spirit of God. Do all you can to continue as you are, letting peace hold you together. Church, my prayer for us is that we would begin to, in a great way, let the work of God move in us 
in such a way that we are changed. Changed beyond even our own understanding. That we begin to allow the power of the Spirit of God to create in us something so simple and yet so complex as the patience of God, one for another, the patience of God that is birthed out of heartfelt compassion. As we wait for God to bring about completion of all that he has prepared. Let me pray for us today. Father, thank you. Thank you that you never get in a hurry because you don't need to. Thank you that you are bringing about all that you have designed to do. Lord, thank you that you are working in your children. God, provoke us to be passionate about obedience to your word. That as we've heard these things today, that we would seek and strive with all that we have to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Father, as you are working through your spirit in us to produce this fruit, may we do all that we can to prepare the soil of our heart, the soil of our mind, the soil of our life. Give us a willingness by your spirit to be obedient as we birth forth this fruit. Lord, may, may in our church, in Fresh Start Fellowship, may the fruit of the Spirit of God become a shining light of who we are. May the love of God birth through us to one another in, heart, in heartfelt compassion for one another. May, may the peace of God so rest on us that we are not moved to the left or to the right when the waves of struggle come, when suffering comes into our life, when difficulties come. May your peace so overwhelm us that we rest in, in you together. May your joy lift us beyond the circumstances of the day. Lord, may your patience become our patience as we patiently wait for all that you are going to accomplish. May we patiently wait in love for one another, in kindness and gentleness. Father, we ask today that you would supernaturally work in us in such a way that the world around us that's lost and dying, speeding to an eternity in hell, may they see in us something so supernatural, so different, that they are drawn by your Spirit to the mercy and grace of Christ. We ask these things by the power of God that works in us and for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, church. I pray you have a great day today. I look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.